0: Some, up up well, if you want some news this week... Juice News? Yes. News about juice. This is Juice Cast.
1: Yes, where we follow O.J. Simpson and everything that he does. Oh,
0: God. No, 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 This is the Media Boat Podcast. <laughs> Come,
1: Come on. do rest of the intro. I'm dying here. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the Media Boat Podcast, where your source for <laughs> things about the media that happened this past week. And coughing. And Matt's being sick. <laughs> But I'm, I'm not sick. At least I don't think I'm getting sick.
0: Okay. Actually, I think I pretty much gave it to you. Yeah, I think you gave something to me. Yes. <laughs> if you know what I mean.
1: Oh, I know what you mean.
0: So yes, yeah, the Media Boat Podcast. We talk about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but sometimes in that order. Yep. Uh, we have all the hottest news and reflections about stuff that we watched and played. So let's get rolling right into it. it well, first of all, it's... Uh, January the 17th. 17th. January 17th 17th. 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 17th, 2018. Yep. This is episode, I think this is actually episode 106. I, th- I think I said that last week and I was wrong. Last week was 105. So this yeah. is 106. Right. Uh, but yeah, let's get rolling right into it. We always start with, of course,. The box office number. But before we start that, let's introduce ourselves. He's bad. I thought I'm you mind. already said my name, so didn't I think you did name. that. <laughs> you said. You, wow. That was sick.
1: Okay, we're going to get through this as fast as we can, because uh, <laughs> this ain't looking good on you. You can totally hear it in my voice, too. yep So let's you get right not... to it. To the box office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, number one in a surprise event is Jumanji, yet again. Yeah. Uh,
0: Are we wrong.
1: Yeah. Easily. Yep. Uh, $35 million it made, which is only a 5% drop from last week. (laughs) Yeah. Which is severely impressive. Uh, It has racked up $291 million so far, uh, making it one of the top movies of, or top earners of 2017. Uh, Number two was The Post, getting that wide uh, screen debut. But how much of a bump did it get? Uh, (laughs) 1,257%. That... When I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's what happens when you go uh, limited to From Y. From like
0: basically 50 theaters to 2,000 to something theaters.
1: Yeah. It made uh, $23 million to make it number two. Uh, the Greatest Showman, still hanging in there at number three with $16 yeah. million, got a 17% increase because this past weekend they had a bunch of sing-alongs yes, to go with it. they sure did. Uh, which is really great because that soundtrack is the best thing about that movie. Uh, number 4 was The Commuter, which we thought would be number 1. Yeah. With 15 million. And rounding up your top 5 is Paddington 2 with uh, just with 15 million as well. But Paddington 2 is the interesting one here because it's got 100% on rotten tomatoes.
0: Yeah, I mean the first one was really well reviewed too, so this isn't super bu- super a surprise. But at the same time, it's like it's good to see as kind of a smaller movie. Uh, get
1: that uh, and, of, uh, of, yeah, and yes. uh, not only that, but it's a family movie too. A family movie getting that yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. critical reception. It's always good.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, not a great week to be a debut movie. It kind of got overshadowed by Jumanji, but what you gonna do? Right.
1: However, that does mean that Star Wars did drop out of the top five uh, into, our it was number six. Uh, So, Star Wars was the number six with 14 million, 38% drop, 294 million, which officially passed um, Beauty and the Beast for the top earner of 2017. And it's just shy of 600 million domestically, which will hit next week. Yeah. But worldwide, it also topped the box office with 1.269 billion topping (coughs) Beauty and the Beast there as well. Not bad. Yep, so congratulations to Star Wars. But let's that's about you. Let's get to the news, movie shall news. we? Yep, so let's see here. Movies. And we're going to front start with Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. What's,
0: about, what's up with him? Uh,
1: well, he has officially signed on to start in that new Quentin Tarantino movie. Which new Quentin Tarantino movie? The Star Trek one. Oh, no. No. The other one. The other one. Uh, the one about the Manson murders. Right. Uh, he will be <laughs> starring, this will be his first film uh, since he won the Oscar for The Revenant. Okay. Uh, DiCaprio will be playing an aging actor during the summer of 1969 when the Manson murders nice. took place. Uh, Margot Robbie is set to star in the role of Sharon Tate. Okay. The one who got hacked up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, reportedly, they are still looking to cast a second major male leading role. And their top two go getters that they're eyeing are Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt to play alongside. Let me Leo. guess. Let me
0: guess. They'll be Char- Charles Manson.
1: Has to be, right? I don't think so. No? No, because remember in the description, <laughs> it was two, two aging actors. All right. So. I don't think they would be Charles Manson. Okay. It'd be interesting to see if they do catch <laughs> Charles Manson, because I think Quentin Tarantino would make a great Charles Manson.
0: <laughs> Being in his own movie. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's going to put it himself happen. in there anyway, so... It could happen. I think he'd make a great one. <laughs> but, yeah. Alrighty. All right. All uh, right. So, congratulations, Leo, on your second Oscar there. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. To uh, Fox. But more specifically... Marvel division of Fox, okay. while they still have it, uh, before it gets over to Disney, yeah. they're gonna just they've um, shaken up some stuff over there. Shake it up. Yep. So, uh, first up. Oh wait, one, two, three, four, five. Ooh, I missed that one. Okay, <laughs> uh, I missed the uh, here. So uh, first up, uh, New Mutants, the horror, not uh, the horror uh, X Men. Uh, that the new becomes a new franchise yeah. is getting delayed oh. by ten months. Uh, it's moving from April 13th of this year to February 22nd of next year. This was partially influenced by the film's potential for international <laughs> market, as seeing as it would release in April would interfere with the Deadpool release. Ah, uh, okay, but. That's because they moved Deadpool up. Uh, was supposed to come out June first, now coming out May eighteenth. Oh, okay. Which is two weeks after Infinity War. Oh, jeez. And two weeks it's two weeks <coughs> earlier than its previous release date. Crowded. I think they're trying to steal away, steal money away from them because they saw how popular Deadpool was. Yeah, maybe. So instead of letting Marvel, letting Disney Marvel, have all the fun. Fox Marvel's going to try and take some profits for them while it's there.
0: (laughs) Well, they still can.
1: Yep. Uh, But to top it all off, the Gambit solo film uh, was pushed back from February 14th, 2019 to June 7th, 2019. Uh And this is mainly due uh, to them losing yet another director. Uh Uh-oh. So first they had Doug Lehman. Uh, but he already left the project due to scheduling issues, so they had to bring in Gore Verbinski. Oh, right. But he's having to leave because of scheduling issues as well. Of course. Uh, this means that they're looking for a new director for the Gambit film over at Fox, or it could be pushed over to Disney Marvel instead of Fox Marvel. We'll see what happens. <coughs> yeah, we'll see. And nothing's concrete here, it's just that this gaming movie just keeps pushing back back and back and back to a point where maybe Chang Tatum should just direct it <laughs> since he's also gonna star in it. <laughs> yeah. And he's just be the only one there that's like actually put actively pushing for this thing to happen. Think he'd be an okay director? I think so. Even Magic Mike. <coughs> Magic Mike was a success. <coughs> he didn't direct that. Yeah, he did. Two? No, the first one. No. That's of Stor- Soderbergh. Okay, the second one. No. No, maybe he's not a director. Maybe it's a good time for him to be a director. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Um, let's see here. So I didn't have the story, uh, or I have the story written down. It's about Europacorp. Europacorp? Yeah, Europacorp. You know, <laughs> the, the, the Lesbison. Yes. Uh, Run Studio. Yeah. I don't have a picture There's for guys. it. I forgot to put a picture for it. <laughs> but, uh, after posting an $83 million net loss in the past six months, and a $136 million loss for a fiscal year of 2017, uh, the company has begun um, laying off people. Oh. About 22 employees will be let go from EuropaCorp uh, as it initiates the process Starting January 11th, this past weekend, this past week, Uh, this is to set up a new organization. uh, Sorry. Uh, This would be uh, realigning uh, its content strategy to concentration of two English feature films, two French feature films, (laughs) one English TV series, (laughs) and distribution and international sales of other small projects. Only those things. Only, yes, only those (laughs) It's a so, lot. but because they're a big bigger player in France and Europe than they are out right. here they're gonna focus more their attention over there than put money into over here
0: is this all just the eventual results of Valerian totally buying actually not <laughs> only uh, this is due to two
1: films that they made last year that underperformed one is Valerian
0: yeah name the other film I have no idea the
1: circle. That was then? Starring Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, that went, came and went. Yeah. That was Europa
1: Corp as well. Huh. Okay. All right. But, another studio, Lionsgate. Uh, this news came out today, and it'll be really interesting to see what comes of it, because this could be big. This could be a huge thing. So, Lionsgate is looking for a buyer, or more so... People are looking to acquire Lionsgate. Mm. Uh, As uh, according to uh, Deadline, Amazon, Verizon, and a possible CBS Viacom merger uh, are seeking to acquire the company. Lionsgate has had uh, trouble finding a stable franchise uh, since Twilight and The Hunger Games. Uh, So far, the prime candidate would be a tri-merger between CBS, Viacom, and Lionsgate, where they would have a dominant broadcast network, blockbuster films like Transformers, Mission Impossible, and The Hunger Games, as well as a TV library, which would include Mad Men, Orange is the New Black, Spongebob, and the uh, very popular Teen Wolf. Not to mention all of the big uh, horror movies that come out of Lionsgate as well.
0: Yeah, and the entire Nickelodeon library.
1: Yeah, this is looking to be like one big possible merger or a buyout by either Amazon, who needs more content, or Verizon, who's looking to get into the content streaming service.
0: I mean, the easy answer here is Amazon, because as we've gone over in this podcast, they got money before, to burn. They have money. And it makes sense, because like you just said, they need content, and Lionsgate's built in content. But the Viacom one is the scariest one. Because if Viacom buys a... I mean, the combined one with CBS and Right, D2, the, the trimager. That's the scariest one. Because then you get a yet another gigantic corporation. Then the, the wild card here, and I think that probably my, my money would be on, is that what you said about Verizon. If Verizon wants to make a play, that's how they do it. Right. I mean, so far, Verizon...
1: <laughs> I mean, just like what AOL did back in the early two thousands when they yeah but
0: bought, Time bought Time Warner. I could see that happening. Is to get for as Verizon's play into competing with Comcast? Yeah, and starting that ball rolling.
1: I think you're. I th- it makes I th- the most sense. Yes,
0: but yeah. it depends on how much Verizon's willing to put up, and it's it depends on who gets there first because Amazon could. Get their wave, billions of dollars in their face, and it'll be all over.
1: Right, or they could just say, or um, CBS Viacom could be, we've all we've had this this concurring deal with you. We should get first look. Here's what we're offering. You can't go anywhere else. <coughs> it's possible. That's the other. Side. So there's different ways <laughs> this this could play out, but the result would be Lionsgate would be swallowed up.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah.
1: And that brings us to the last bit of news here. Uh, bits.
0: Uh, bits.
1: Alright, so first up, uh, just a recap from last week's story, Mark Wahlberg and his agency have decided to give $2 million <laughs> to the Time's Up fund uh, after the pay discrepancy whole article came out. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, so good job on backtracking, making up, making up for it. Uh, next up, The Expendables Four was announced by Sylvester Stallone via Twitter that yeah. that is officially a go now. Okay. And the Emoji movie uh, was unfortunately the first film <laughs> screened in Saudi Arabia after the ban <laughs> was lifted. Sure. And immediately after people went and saw it,
0: they put the ban back up. <laughs> Da-da-tsh. Da-da-tsh. Not actually true. No, not actually true. Might as well be. <laughs> yeah, might as well be. But Before we move on to your next story, I just realized, did we skip new releases? Uh, yes. Do you want to get those real quick? Yeah, uh, because we also skipped on my thoughts. Oh, well, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the box office real quick. Uh, there's two <clears throat> movies coming out. Uh, sorry, three movies coming out this weekend. Yeah. Uh, first one is Forever, My Girl. My Girl. Don't know what that one's about. <laughs> next up is Den of Thieves. This is your cops and robbers. Movie, uh, starring Gerard Butler and I think Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. <laughs> that does sound like a movie that would start Gerard Butler. Yes. And lastly, most likely your number one movie is Twelve Strong. This is the Chris Hemsworth leading army people post 9-11 nine yeah. eleven on horseback. This is the this is the Clint
0: Eastwood one. No, this no. is not the Clint Eastwood one. That's oh.
1: that's the train. I don't remember. <laughs> No, this is, um, this is the, the war movie. This is your first war
0: movie of the year. It's, I saw somebody on Twitter making fun of this, uh, this movie's poster because it uses the same font as like six other movies that are also bad. And so she was like, maybe just a good tip. Don't see any movies that use this font. <laughs> good enough.
1: <laughs> All right. And that, that quickly brings us to uh, my thoughts. So, I saw The Post. Saw The Post. I saw The Post, and I'm going to be real brief here because there's not a whole lot to say about The Post. It's what you think it is? It is exactly what you think it is. It is a Steven Spielberg movie with two huge actors in it, uh, Beryl Streep and Tom Hanks, at the top of their game. Okay. That being said, (laughs) because everyone's at the top of the game, it may be in this weird, weird situation where... Well, if everyone's at this high of a level and doing exactly what they need to be doing, are my expectations met, or am I just <laughs> expecting too much of this film? Because this film, for me, falls in the same line as Spotlight, which came out a couple of years ago. Sure, because they're basically about the same subject as you know, newspaper and investigation. But for me, Spotlight had more going for it because it was more like action involved there's more of the characters doing stuff rather than this the post which was stuff happening to the characters and then reacting
0: okay it's not so much investigative journalism right as as spotlight is right spotlight's all about investigative journalism this is not quite that this is more like things are happening and they're just reporting on it
1: yeah and then there's a point (laughs) of
0: do we report on it do we not report on it yeah and it Basically,
1: this is the origin story of the Washington Post and how they they went from the little uh, local paper yeah. to the big, to the international, the major ma- major thing headliner. Now. Now. Yeah. Whereas when you, people talk about the Washington Post on a daily basis now. Right, yeah. Because this is uh. back when they were competing with the New York Times about publishing uh, the uh, Vietnam papers and basically what sparked all the Vietnam riots got it. behind Nixon. Which it's this film's good. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say like like anything bad about this film. Is definitely good. Definitely deserves all the nominations for it. It's just that when you have such high caliber actors doing such high caliber work on a consistent basis, <laughs> it makes you wonder if you want more from them or different from them, or is just that possible. Is that possible? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's in this weird this weird situation. Um, I love everything that's happening <laughs> I just not in love with everything because it's what's expected of them
0: yeah that makes sense
1: but because their expectations are so much higher than everyone else across the board do I judge them against it or do I judge them for it
0: yeah <laughs> that's a tough one it is a tough one <laughs> so uh, so would you say a see it but with an asterisk yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. you're definitely not t- telling people to wait. Oh, no, no, no.
1: This is, yeah, you should see this film. It's good, um, like, so on terms of like, just the business of the paper, but also it's in good, just in good terms of just acting. Um, Meryl Streep is grading it for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> because she basically <laughs> just, she's like a shark in that movie. <laughs> she's just she's just in there, and you see her walking around pacing, just biding her time. Buying her time, you wait for her to do something, but she never does until the very like last 30 minutes of the movie. Then you're like, yes, there's that Meryl Streep, give me the Oscar nomination I was looking for. <laughs> uh, that being said, she won't win anything. I think. Um, yeah, Lord Dern's to... too good in uh, Three Billboards. Francis McDormand? Francis you McDormand. Mean? Yes, Lord Dern. Lord Dern. <laughs> yes, I mean, Francis McDormand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Francis <laughs> McDormand is too good in Three Billboards. Um. But yeah, this is definitely a good movie. Uh, definitely makes you look at all the other actors in a new light because everyone there is just just raises the game because it's Steven Spielberg, because it's Tom Hanks, because it's Meryl Streep. So everyone else brings a lot more. So the supporting cast of this this film is phenomenal. Okay, it's the leading that I that I don't really have a problem with. I just have a problem with. <laughs> I'm confused. Do you have a problem with it? No, no, no. My problem is not that they're the problem. My problem <laughs> is with me expecting too much of them,
0: uh-huh.
1: and they're in life the problem. Fair enough. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. But yeah, definitely go see the post. Walt uh, did get a wide release. Go see it. It's in your local theater now. See it. It's in Jumanji. Uh, you yeah. It's it's good. It's just not a whole lot of stuff happens. Lots lot of stuff you think is going to happen. <laughs> a lot of stuff eventually does happen. It's just going to make it uh, take a while to get to all that yeah. stuff. All right, okay. moving on to television and sports. Sports. So, uh, NFL happened this past weekend.
0: And it continues to happen. But, yes, we had our big uh, divisional yes. games.
1: Yes, uh, divisional games where the Patriots rightfully so stomped out <laughs> the Titans. Uh, but the other three games were
0: nail biters to say the least. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So real 11th hour decisions were made. Yes, yeah, some classic games were made. So,
1: some hearts were broken yeah. and some dreams were uplifted. And someone in the good place is a huge fan. <laughs> someone was it put sure in the good rocks. place. Uh, so that being said, uh, real briefly recap: the Eagles beat the reigning NFC champions, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Congratulations! They will be hosting the uh, both the Eagles and the Patriots because they're the number one seeds. Yeah, will be hosting. So, lead <laughs> through them for the championship for Super Bowl. Uh, they will be so Patriots will be playing the. Jaguars
0: and Blake Bortles. So, Blake Bortles. Man, that was a, that was a crazy <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, they put up a bunch of points. Yeah.
1: 45 points in that game. Stupid amount. But they the students also put up a stupid amount of points as well. Uh, they tried to make a comeback at the end. But, man, that game was entertaining. And it was basically the Blake Bortles coming out party. Hey, look <laughs> at me. I'm legit now. Yeah. Like... Yeah. like, like now, do you guys believe the Mortals? Do you, do you guys believe the hype? I'm no longer the punchline of a joke. That's <laughs> literally.
0: <laughs> literally. <laughs> As uh, Yeah. 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 But hey, Blake Mortals. Blake Mortals. Yep. Blake Mortals. And uh, uh, then been, the other game was even more insane. Yeah. That would be the Vikings versus the Saints. So this was looking, uh, at the beginning of the game, like Vikings were going to run the whole This thing. was 17-0 halftime. <laughs> sorry, 17-3. Half time. You got to the point where I left the room. I was just like, I don't need to watch this anymore. The Vikings has got this. Yes. And then I I come come into the room later and you just say, You missed an crazy ending. Yes. Oh no. What happened? Well,
1: because even for me, I got to the point where it was half time. I was like, Ugh, this is so one sided. Nothing's happening. So I switched channels. I came back to it thinking, Okay, let me see the last, make sure nothing happened. And Saints were up. And Saints came back and were up. And it and looked they, like
0: they were going to win it until, yes, what, 10
1: seconds left? Literally 10 seconds left. Uh, no timeouts. S- Stefan Diggs on a corner route caught the ball and was supposed to go out of bounds. Because, you know, time's expiring. you can kick a field over the, <laughs> for the win. Yeah. Doesn't happen. He said, tries to run it. And gets in the end zone because the safety missed the tackle. Yeah, no one was there. Yeah, he basically had di- daylight
0: all the way. Skull
1: Vikings. <laughs> so, what are your predictions for the championship round?
0: We're getting there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have our we have our conference matchups. Yep. Uh, we have our conference matchups. Are, um, okay, then. Yeah. What are what are our calls here? So, uh, Patriots, Jacksonville. So,
1: because it's the Patriots and because it's in. New England, Foxborough. Yeah. The safe bet the is, The money is, is on New England. Oh. Definitely. Oh, the money is on New England for sure. has the heavy favorite. But man, would said, I like to see
0: Blake Bortles Oh, I would love, to, it. See it. I'd I love would to see it. I would love to see
1: a Blake Bortles upset. I think, which is funny, because I think they actually can, since
0: Jacksonville has the number one defense in the AFC. Yeah. And if they keep the Patriots from scoring. If they get pressure on Tom Brady. Yep. Could, I, that I, I think
1: that defense can not <laughs> hold it. And Jacksonville has a good running game in Fournette. And a good passing game in the Bortles.
0: But <laughs> the Bortles.
1: But I'm going to put an asterisk here. I saw the news today. No. Leonard Fournette was in a car yeah. accident.
0: That's the bad news.
1: That's the bad news. <laughs> But they let...
0: have other things they can do. Yes. They, they have a lot of good
1: receivers out there. You can't cover them all. Yeah. So, someone's bound to get open.
0: So, but it's in Foxborough. So, yeah, who knows? what? I'm not going to go there. Who knows what will happen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Forget like Portals, this is all
1: it. about the Jags' defense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is definitely all about the number one defense. Taking down the number one quarterback. That is your matchup. Yeah. But still, Blake Bortles. I know. <laughs> it's going to then... come down to can Blake Bortles end up scoring? Yeah. Also, the Pets defense is way better than the Steelers, and it was <laughs> a minor car accident, and he's fine. Gronk okay. for life. <laughs> all, right, all right, That being said, Gronk for life. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. With the other game. Yeah. Vikings. Well, as you can switch to pick. What? I'm going to. I want to say Jaguars. Really? Yes. Uh, that number one defense
0: thing is scary. Defenses win championships. As much as and it as... pains me, as much as it pains me to say this, I can't believe in the Jaguars here. <laughs> it's at home in New England. The Patriots will take it. I know. That's I why can't I, do everything... any... I can't. I want to so badly. They have everything
1: stacked against them. Yeah. And yet. And yet, uh, they're. Because they're in the game, they have a chance. It's Tom Brady. I know. It's Tom Brady. But here's He's the Brady... thing. Tom Brady doesn't play defense. People don't get forget that. Tom Brady doesn't play defense.
0: But he but if anything, if he <laughs> proved anything last year. The Fisher Bowl. <laughs> anything can happen. I know.
1: Alright. <laughs> okay. But uh, in the other game. That uh, put us to the other game. Vikings versus the Eagles. This is tough. This is a I tough think. game because neither team has won a Super Bowl. By the way, Three out of the four teams have not won a Super Bowl. All right? Tom Brady and the Patriots are the only have won, ones. Are the ones who won a Super Bowl. Not only that, they've won five Super Bowls.
2: <laughs> the combined
1: quarterbacks for the other three teams have five playoff appearances. <laughs> so safe to say, experience is on the Patriots' side. <laughs> Easily. All right, for us to afford to go to a Jags game in, in the fall, they need to lose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fair. Yes. <laughs> that is fair. But anyway, so... So, uh... Who do you think has so, the edge, though? Uh, Vikings-Eagles? Yeah.
1: Uh, we... Be- I like Nick Foles. I like Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Both of them did play <laughs> for the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, that Vikings defense... Yeah. ...is the factor.
0: Yeah.
1: I... I like Anthony Barr. I like
0: Miles Jack. They're my UCLA buds. Um, this is one where I would be is, happy either way. Yeah, I want both. I, I I want either of them to win because I want either of them to go to the Super Bowl, and thankfully, one of them is now.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna like see the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. because the Super Bowl is in the Viking Stadium.
0: Yeah, this which
1: year, would be cool. Which would be cool to officially have. For the first time ever, the home team be in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Vikings here. Uh, Also, Case (laughs) Keenum is our guy. (coughs) Case is our guy. I think the Vikings have the more tools. I think that defense is phenomenal, and I'd like to see this go the Vikings' way. Yeah. Especially since they got rid of... um, This is the first year without Adrian Peterson. yeah. (laughs) And <laughs> They don't need them. Just to show, like, like you have all this time, and you really you really didn't need them. Yeah, it
0: wasn't, like, a requirement to have them. Right. They figured it out. Yeah. Um, so then the question would be, if we're in agreement with the Vikings here, then do you think the Vikings would have an easier time against Jacksonville in a Super Bowl or New England in a Super Bowl? Ugh. <laughs> uh. I'm, the easy answer
1: here is, is You'd say Jackson. Yes, you'd think that. But yeah. the fact that they're even able to get to that is just like you can't, you can't knock them for getting that far, though.
0: That would be a fun game, too, because I wouldn't... Again, it would be one of those situations Be like, I'd be happy if either, either of these guys won't. Yeah, which is where we're in. We're in a yeah. situation where
1: anyone from the NFC, we're going to be happy they get in. Yeah. It's the AFC where... <laughs> I'm just... Okay. You want, you want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl you again? You know
0: my thing about Tom Brady and the Patriots as a whole. I'm going yes. to put that all on the side right now. I'm just talking about what's interesting about a game about Super Bowl to me. Yeah. And I think it's the show. That ha- yes, also that, but also having teams that haven't been there before is incredibly exciting. Oh yeah. And that's what I want. I want two fresh faced teams. That's my dream Super Bowl, and so, that could happen. So you want
1: Jaguars? I Tom would... Brady is better than Bortles. Come on, dude. It's easier time with the Jags.
0: <laughs> See. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I, that's what I want. Like, in an ideal situation. That's not gonna happen. I'm going to have to deal with another Patriots Super Bowl. Yes. But I will deal with it.
1: <laughs> You'll deal with it in your own time. As for <laughs> yes. most of the country will be... I don't know. Dealing with it
0: in <laughs> I'm just ready for... Uh, the, 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 Justin Timberlake to make a fool out of himself somehow. <laughs> your, your team Justin? No. No, team Justin messes up some, somehow. <laughs> That's my team. Okay. Your team, your team <laughs> filthy. <laughs> Ew. He already messed up. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Anyways. Uh, so yeah, those are the championship games this Sunday. We've talked so much about this so it's time for us to move on. Yes. Uh, so. I agree. Um, Put simply, whatever team wins, we're going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, we'd just rather see the Vikings win. Yeah. And AFC <laughs> is a TASA? I mean, yes. Technically, yeah, it goes either way. <laughs> All right. Moving on to actual uh, TV <laughs> news. We're in a TV segment. That's true. Uh, so, this is... Uh, who is this over here? That's this is And it's Golden Globe.
0: Yeah. Um... We don't need to get too far into this. There have been no like official announcements about anything that he's involved in being like paused in production or be him being removed from anything. Right. Nothing serious has come out of this career-wise. But if you're Aziz Ansari, it's not a great time to be Aziz Ansari, I think is the ultimate lesson here. So what, yeah. do, you, what do you have down here? Oh, I have the New York Times article. Because I know the story, but... Oh, what story do you know? What what happened? But, well, what do you have down? That's why I'm curious. Oh,
1: I have the New York Times article. That okay. they, they You know, because I trust the New York Times over some blog. Okay.
0: <laughs> then
1: the
0: Answer the question I've asked you three times. Oh, I think Aziz Ansari did nothing wrong. Okay, and why do you think that? Um, because. <laughs> uh, did you read the article? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Why do you think that? Why are you not answering any of my questions?
1: Why Why? why do you think...
0: Uh, teen wardrobe malfunction. Why? Yes. Why?
1: Uh, because uh, the the woman in question met Aziz at a party. Yeah. Uh, and then proceeded to go on a date with him. Yeah. In a later time. Correct. So, first of all, she left her date at the party to go hang out. To go pursue Aziz Ansari. Okay. So, clearly, she has interest in him. Sure. Then they go on a date. She agrees to said date. Interest still in him. Okay. Alright. Um, let's see where else we go here. The date, In general, the date went pretty awkwardly. Yeah. To say the least. Yes. That, that seems clear. That's clear. To say the <laughs> least. Um, from what I read, um, sexual acts were performed. Yeah. And then it got to very physical, to which point she said no, to which point Aziz stopped and they sat on the couch very awkwardly and watched TV. Until the end of the date. Okay. Nothing more went further from that, other than just Aziz is pretty bad at dates. (laughs) Uh, The woman didn't voice any concern or discomfort until the very end of the date yeah and of course and the following text message uh the following day when she said that it was one of the worst dates she's ever been on yeah uh
0: so that's pretty much what I got what do you have uh the the actual woman's account okay (laughs) and she she uh, retells it slightly differently than Aziz does and that story recounts it her her account of the story suggests that he did not necessarily stop when he was asked to and that there was a little bit of a delay to get uh, before he actually stopped doing things to her. And that's a kind of a big difference between the two accounts. And I'm more willing to believe her direct story.
1: Well, the New York Times didn't take necessarily take Aziz's side. No, but he did. Also, they also did contact Aziz. <coughs> this is the article from New York Times regarding asking the woman in question,
2: right,
0: about it. So it's still from the same side. It's just that she the, the story leaves out the de- some details that other uh, outlets reported. Is what I'm getting at. Some of the details weren't necessary, though. I don't agree. Like the wine thing. (laughs) I think that the the, the, the extra details are important. Like the wine thing? Sure, sure. The wine thing thing is not important. Anyways. Long story short here is I think that the fact that we're having this kind of different interpretations is also kind of what the internet's been doing the last week yeah it's real. it's been really interesting to see people kind of come on both sides of this thing and i don't know how much of it is because we all want so desperately to still love aziz and sorry i don't know how much of it is fatigue about hearing too many of these stories i don't know how much of it is you know all sorts of things but it definitely seems like there people are coming out on camps about this when i don't think there needs to be camps I think, ultimately, we need to take another look at what consent means. And, like, I think, ultimately, there needs to be a, co- a conversation about what are realistic expectations for consent. What are realistic expectations for dates when things get sexual? I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's a conversation that needs to be happening. But
1: I think if you're both naked sit, looking at each other, doesn't that... Don't you
0: like, think that's going to go somewhere? So the fact that, yeah, so what, what you're getting at is the assumption of interest. And I like how you opened this by saying, well, she expressed interest because she was pursuing him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The problem with that logic is that it leads to a world where the assumption that the person makes is that that's going to remain the case throughout the rest of the night. But what happens in a lot of cases, and what clearly happened here, she wasn't necessarily on board anymore by the end of the night. I've had this happen to me, not with sexual stuff. But then
1: couldn't she have said... at the day, where it's like, no, oh, by
0: the end of the day, she just decided she wasn't done to it anymore. But she then like, couldn't yeah, she they have lie. said
1: at during, at any point during that time, well, I'm going to leave?
0: You realize how difficult that is to do. No. <laughs> okay, maybe not. maybe not for you. But for most people, especially people who have been trained not to make things awkward on a date, right? She I am have... the king of awkward dates. I know. you. you I'm sure you are. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a bad example because she, that puts her in a position where she had to be like the poo-pooer. No one wants to be the poo-pooer you know she wasn't necessarily you can't just say that she's like oh well she didn't say anything ahead of time so that must mean that that she waited too long
1: well it's also well if you're not gonna say no again does that mean no or does that mean
0: Again, uh, okay, until until I say something. That's why there needs to be a that, why, that's, that's why, why, why the article a discussion about consent. But that's
1: also why the article is being um, hounded upon by different media outlets because right. because she waited so long in the article to say to verbally say no that Aziz isn't supposed to just read her mind
0: about what's right or what's wrong. the The problem with that is is that read your mind has nothing to do with it. He just needs to understand what a lot of guys need to understand, which is consent is just, not, is not, is just say, not saying no. That is not what consent means. Consent means they ask you and they give you a passionate yes. That's what consent is. You have to get a yes. The absence of a no is not a yes. It's a very common misconception. But if I ask you to take
1: off your clothes, you don't say no and you just do it.
0: Well, clearly is that it's a yes? a yes because you did. But but
1: there's no verbal yes.
0: That's a bad example because that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, if, but that's what the article if a was. If guy wants to kiss you, like it, it was to kiss you, or wants wants you to have sex with him, the point the is, guy should ask, and if the girl says yes, then go for it. That's what I'm getting at. But the in the article there were
1: several steps throughout the date that could have stopped,
0: but kept going. Because it's hard to say no. I don't see what's hard for you to understand this. The part of saying no. It's hard for a lot of people. It's not an easy thing to do. It's very difficult.
1: But even when he did say no,
0: or she did say no, then he stopped. Not, right? not according to some accounts of the story is what I'm trying to say. But that shouldn't matter. Because there's a, there's a core point but here. But he stopped, right? Eventually. That's not good that's not like that's only slightly better but that's not good is what i'm trying to say you should never make assumptions about what's going to be okay in a date you have to communicate with the other person and so whose communication was there a lack of it was aziz was asking the questions that he should have had asked if that he did ask the right questions that this would not have been a problem that's what i'm getting at. so just for now we should just ask yes yes ask it's not rocket science <laughs> it's it's not rocket
1: science no it's not rocket it's science, not rocket it's, science. It's, it's communication yes
0: yes it is on both sides But mostly on the side that's kind of ruined women's lives. (laughs) It's not hard. I'm just saying that guys can be better. And I think to sweep this one under the story is not helping that narrative advance. Like, don't be quick to dismiss something just because it seems like, oh, well, it's not as bad as these other things. Just saying. Consent takes... The lack of consent takes all sorts of shapes and sizes. Anyways, I think we got too far off topic. Yeah, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: okay. Anyways, moving on to what is that? There we go. You. Moving on. <laughs> uh, TV news. TV news. Yes, that's what we're talking about, TV days. <laughs> oh, that's what we're talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Conan, uh, the comedian, is heading to Haiti uh, because the president said it was such a great country to visit. <laughs> uh, he's going to explore and make new friends. This is a part of Conan's uh, frequent segment yes. on T V S the show, uh, Conan Abroad. Yes. where he Or Conan on the, uh, Conan on the Road or whatever it is. Uh, In the past, he's visited Cuba, Armenia, South Korea, Mexico, Berlin, Qatar, and Israel. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. Yep. So now he's going to Haiti. Uh, Good for Conan. Get it on that. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right. Moving on to the big show on TV, Modern Family, finally (laughs) calling it quits.
0: Wow! Finally.
1: Yes. Uh, showrunners and co-creators, uh, the show finally announced that they will be uh, run. They will be ending with the tenth season, uh, other, because otherwise the ensemble would need to negotiate new expensive deals with ABC and 20th Century Fox. <laughs> and they decided, yeah, now you're done. Yeah, uh, the show just passed its two hundred episode mark. Uh, however, its viewership dipped. Uh, from its once lofty 14 million viewers to only 5.8 that watched the 200th episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the show has earned 22 total Emmy wins for its cast and crew and has made top earner of Sofia Vergara with 41.5 million in the past year. Dang. Not only that, but each of the child stars make at least 100,000 per episode. jeez. So, and then they still have 10th season to go, so that's at least 22 episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give or take.
1: Yeah, so that's 2.2 million for that season. That's a lot of money. For a kid. Yeah. Uh, They're getting older, though. Oh, yeah, they're getting older. (laughs) That's also probably why I have to, like, think of news, any ideas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. And that brings us to our final bit of news here Fire and Fury. So, why is this in the TV section? Because this is definitely a book. Because uh, CNN has talked this thing to death. They sure have. And a lot of news outlets have talked this thing to death. So, I figure, hey. Just, real quick, we, 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 should, we should probably to establish, establish what this thing to is. Um, so, Fire and Fury is a 19th <laughs> uh, book about World War II. In 1942 no, what, no, no no the Jim, other fire theory okay fire, this fire theory is written by michael wolf about the Donald trump administration
0: yes <laughs> and yeah so it notably had a couple things one it does not paint a flattering picture of of, of trump's white house uh, specifically his actions within the white house i think any is... painter would have trouble yeah. painting a yeah this is true a a Donald trump in good yeah. lighting so it's part partly yeah like a big expose on here's all the trump things trump says does the weird ticks he has the stuff that's happened over the last year and then there's also the stuff about steve bannon which has gotten really interesting over the last couple days especially yes with it leading to him being like having having discussion with uh prosecutor mueller to the point for today or like yesterday when it was released that they were basically issuing a, sub, sub, a subpoena because he wouldn't talk to today where he said he would talk. It's so confusing. You watch a lot of CNN, don't It's you? on at work all day.
1: <laughs>
0: anyways, so yeah. So, um,
1: so anyways, the reason this is up here yes. is because not only is Michael Wolf a, I guess, number one bestseller now, but he's also going to be in the TV business. <laughs> sure, why not? As Endeavor... Uh, Endeavor Content has purchased the film and TV rights to the book for a deal said to be in the seven figures. Wow. And that is why it is in the TV news. Damn. Uh, they plan to adapt the book as a TV series and shop the project around uh, to, to different networks. In less than a week, the publisher of the book has had more than 1.4 million hardcovers on order. Uh, However, only 700,000 of those copies have shipped. So another 700,000 on order. Uh, Endeavor is actually the same company that made the the recent deal with Michael B. Jordan for his directorial debut. (coughs) Yes. Uh, About that book. So, yep.
0: Fire and Fury, coming to a TV near you. I mean, this isn't surprising. Like, if you recall during the Bush years, they were pretty quickly, like... Making movies about that presidency too, although most of them were Alvers- like, well, Oliver Stone made yeah. W. Well, that was after that was like towards the end. That's towards the end, but yeah, it's like you saw it happen a lot, like on on TV. You had like mostly satirical stuff. There's the, the CBS or the, the, the CBS, the Comedy Central show, Little Bush. Lil' Bush, yeah, and the one with what's his name? The, oh, but Will Ferrell did a stand up comedy yeah, routine. Well, that too, but I mean the the guy that does all the the. the the oh, Frank owned, Caliendo, yeah, that guy did a Bush Bush show. I think several.
1: No, no, He had his own show. He yeah, just did it's several it's Bush, segments. Bush segments.
0: But yeah, it's like so. It doesn't surprise me that we're gonna get our Trump content coming in hot and heavy this year. Right. <coughs> They're coming fast with a fire and fury, fire the likes fury. of which you've never seen. So we'll see. Likes of which the world's never seen. I've heard that before. I wonder where. <laughs> All right, is that it for television?
1: Uh well, we have one last bit of our thoughts real quick <laughs> okay On uh, the new show by the lonely island well do we want to do this now or do we want to do this when we do doing a couple of episodes into what
0: uh we can talk about it real quickly about the pilot um, okay so well, first of all let's, let's let's establish it is not created by they don't even get a created by credit no they're okay. executive they're producers. executive producing so so what power they have is probably more of a like a consultant role if anything and some financial help right but it's actually created by the stars of the show, which I didn't realize until uh, today. Until it premiered? Uh, no, today. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, so. So, yeah. So, that's, the show's called shows interesting. Alone Together. Yeah. And it depicts 20s. Early 20 something? You want to say? Yeah, it seems like they're in their early 20s. It seems like they haven't 100% like like. Found, like careers they're kind of like in this like post-college like kind of kind of scene yeah that's the vibe i get and it happens to f- focus on two uh two people who are of opposite genders but are just friends and they make it very very clear in the pilot that they are not interested in each other sexually or romantically at all it's which is an interesting or
1: physically or maybe physically no. so far
0: well so far none of the above it seems yes. like it seems like they are not at all like presented as a will they or won't they couple. This is just here's a relationship you don't see on TV anymore. Platonic friends. Platonic male female. Yeah. Friendship. The and the the vibe that I got, I was telling you while we were watching this is kind of reminded reminded me of the Hulu show <coughs> the Hulu show difficult people. The Billy Eichner one? Yes. Combined with the sensibilities of Broad City. So it's like kind of the generational humor like that you get from a Broad city, but the, the male/female dynamic of people who are clearly very much friends but like ragging on each other all the time. Mm-hmm. and so it combines those two things into one show and I thought it was all right. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the joke writing is pretty solid as you would guess from something related to the Lonely Island it seems does seem like they've studied under the uh, Andy Samberg altar <laughs> for a few of those jokes for sure. It's definitely got that same kind of vibe. So if you're a fan of that style, uh, like the Andy Samberg style of delivery, this will fit right in. Uh, The the two leads are likable, I thought. I wasn't a fan of where that plot ended up going in the pilot. But overall, I thought it was a really, like, as a pilot is supposed to do, it was a really promising look into what that series could be.
1: Yeah, this, well, what, it's just a pilot, so it's just you to see where this is going to (laughs) go. From here, but what they've established is a great comical tone. Yeah. It's great chemistry between the two leads,
0: which you don't see a lot, especially in comedy. Right, yeah. They, they do seem like they seem like real friends. Yes. Even though they maybe insult each other a little too much, but that might be. But it's all a good jest. But it seems like the vibe that I got from the. From the. Uh, from what's her name? The. the I, think, I think her name is Esther. Esther, the main, yes. The main uh, girl. Uh, she did an uh, interview with Seth Meyers last night and we were watching that earlier today before we podcasted and that's just her sense of humor it seems like that mm-hmm. seems like her part of the show is that she's just big on the self-deprecating stuff right. So that she, it seems like the show is just a outlet for that for her which is you know what sure alright but I'm just hoping that maybe it's not like that all the time because that's what turned me off of Difficult People Our, well, that pilot too I was just like, is this really just just this just them, the two of these guys insulting each other the whole time? Like, I don't know if I want to watch 30 minutes of this. And I didn't. No. <laughs> but this, I don't know. This is balanced enough with enough other stuff that it doesn't have the same problem. At least right.
1: But mm,
0: my problem, or not really much of a problem, is... Does this belong on Freeform? Yeah. I but think that's... that they probably took the deal they could get. Yeah. My worry is that even if this is good... Freeform will, will it limits. find an audience? Yeah. Because the last thing I really liked on Freeform, also produced by The Lonely Island. Think about it. Sketch comedy show? That wasn't on Freeform. That wasn't on Freeform? What was no, that, on? that was on Fox. That was on Fox, you're right. Shoot. Yeah, I thought like, Wait, what? what Freeform? Okay, well anyways. I'm worried that it might not find its audience, just like that show didn't. Yeah. But we'll see. No, no, that was on Fox on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, uh, they gave it eleven
1: the, to eleven thirty.
0: They gave it the instant death slot.
1: No, no, it's so a Saturday night because right because right before Saturday Night Live. Yeah,
0: that wasn't that wasn't great for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> that also had three female leads.
0: Yeah, but we're in twenty eighteen. Kind of, but yeah. Anyways, I it has potential. I'm just yeah. I've got that worry in the back of my head. Sounds like you do too that. This thing is on a free form. Yes. It should be on a it should be on a network. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? It's gonna die. Well, <laughs> bless you. bless you. Or if not even network just Hulu. Yeah I could I S- could have someplace... seen a lot universe where that got streaming. Yeah
1: but I think that uh, they may not have had like a full season in the can to. No. Up yeah on they it may for, have just been mission.
0: shopping it around to, to network like, like Like
1: here's the first three episodes what do you guys think? Yeah.
0: I'm wondering if they probably tried a network first and then had to settle for cable. Maybe.
1: Anyways. Anyways, uh, so that's our (laughs) our quick thoughts on
0: uh, Alone Together. We'll have more to talk about as the the show goes on, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll
1: do a a full thoughts uh, uh, for the season uh, one ending uh, finale. Yeah. I can't think of the word. All right, let's move into uh, Castation's Renewals, then. Uh, First up,
0: tonight is the premiere of The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Versace. Versace, Versace. That's so, on yeah, FX. That's the of course the American Crime Story, the next uh, installment. The last one was of course the uh, Emmy blitzing uh, people versus OJ Simpson. Yep. So, so this is the the same kind of uh, the strategy, a anthology series of sorts with uh, a bunch of celebrities crammed into one show. Right. Uh, about a famous six to ten episodes. To, I
1: think ten episodes. Uh, so this will be run for a limited series. Yeah. A uh, single story plot through, but the, I don't remember <coughs> if this is a high-profile case or not. Because I'm like O.J. Simpson, where like everyone oh, was yeah. attached to it. Not quite the same
0: kind of media circus, no. Yeah. So It'll maybe
1: be different a different kind of, of yeah, different kind of show.
0: Because one of the th- yeah, one of the th- things that the O.J. Simpson one had going for it was you kind of had it. the story of the actual case juxtaposed against how it made like how it affected America. Right. Which is which was a really cool book. As, as people who were, what, four years old when it was happening? Yeah. We didn't really get the whole brunt of it, you know, when we were Yeah, we, we, were just do,
1: we just do post-second-hand. It yeah. was a bond case, and OJ
0: is free. And so, yeah, and so being able to see it, like, and be able to, like, oh, this is what it was. If we had been older, we would have understood what was going on here. Yeah. kind of thing, which is cool. This is a little less, less, like, less known. I know, none, I know nothing about how Gianni Versace was killed. Right, this is all a mystery to us.
1: So. Which will be an interesting take because it's less profile but higher
0: in the fashion world. Yeah, or at least people in the know know of it. Yeah, I'm sure there are people, but yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Nonetheless, yeah. uh, we'll see. It seems like it's got a pretty, pretty stellar cast. Ricky Martin. <laughs> they, they found something comeback. for Darren Chris to do. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be watching that. We'll report on that next week. Alrighty. Alright. Uh, but in cancellations and renewals. <laughs> uh, Ellen's Game of Games gets yeah. a second season on NBC. Already. Piercer, a new series, has been ordered by TNT based off the movie of the same name. Yeah. Uh, the Joker's Wild gets a second season on TBS. Same with Drop the Mic, also on TBS, second season. Uh, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee gets two additional seasons. Woo! For a third and
0: fourth season on TBS, I finally watch. I'm finally watching that after like months of me telling myself I should watch that. Yeah, I, and it's great. Okay, like it's 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 really really good.
1: Uh, I'm watching uh, the
0: opposition. I've heard that that's all right. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is all right. It's just we don't get frickin' Comedy Central on View. No, but I do. Uh,
1: <coughs> do I do it through of YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube uh, puts a lot of its shows on. Uh, sorry, YouTube Comedy Central puts a lot of his shows on YouTube, yeah. or at least like the clips of it. Uh, so you can run them back to back, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I like I'm I like, it. I like
0: Jordan Klepper. Yeah, I'm um, liking what he's doing with that. So show. am happy to see him get work. Yep.
1: But... Um, American Dad gets two seasons, sure. uh,
0: 15 and 16. I was gonna say. How, Apparently, how long that thing is that moved. Been? That thing moved to TBS. It's been on TBS for like a year and a half. Yeah. I, I didn't know they moved it. <laughs> well, Fox canceled it. Like, straight up canceled it. And TBS was like, oh, well, we'll pick you up. Does it, isn't Fox still showing? No. Oh. I th- it has I th- been, since it was canceled, it was removed from the lineup because TBS secured all rights. Uh, yeah, they did. It's not even a Fox production anymore. Huh. All right. <laughs> That's how crazy that is. Yeah. Uh,
1: Catch-22 will be a new series <laughs> on Hulu. Based on the book? Yes. And it will uh, have a three hat man, writer, director, and star oh, of the six episode uh, miniseries event. Uh-huh. Good looking man.
0: That's maybe, a maybe... lot of people. I know. <laughs> I like how you thought that was going to narrow it down. Oh, yeah, that's going to narrow it down. <laughs> um, George Clooney. Oh. Set to star. correct. Oh. okay, sure.
1: Yep. And, write, and apparently write it, too. Jeez. Uh, Staying Against Evil gets a third season on IFC. Yeah. The Walking Dead gets a ninth season on ANC. That's too many. <laughs> Cosmos uh, with Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, gets It's a second back. season on Fox. I saw that. Uh, Lady Dynamite is canceled. Yeah. After two seasons on Netflix. Chesapeake Shores gets a third season on Hallmark. Okay. Uh, Liar gets a second season on Sundance. Liar. Uh, the Jim Jefferies show gets a second season on Comedy Central. Okay. And that new show Nine One One gets a second season on Fox immediately after
0: its debut. Yeah, actually, I heard it actually made pretty good numbers in its debut. Yeah, it was like the highest rated show that night or something.
1: Yep. Uh, I, I'm gonna eventually watch that.
0: Yeah. And then I'll report <laughs> either next week or the week following week. Like uh, we're clearly in the midst of a uh, drama renaissance on network TV. Yeah, I feel that's like probably, nobody's talking about it but I think that's finally happening. That's my only thing about not watching it yeah. is that I don't know if I want to devote another, another 45 minutes. Because you're
1: watching This
0: Is Us and The Good Doctor as well. Yeah. So you, you already have to
1: Right. And then when um, John Oliver comes back, that's the third one, it'll be watching G.I. Versace which is also an hour. <laughs> are and you saying there's grade, too much television
0: for you to watch?
1: There's a lot of TV for me to
0: watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what to tell
1: you. I can't just like binge until like the end. Right. Okay. Uh, the Shinara Chronicles gets canceled after two seasons on Spike. Also, Spike gets canceled. <laughs> Spike got canceled. It's <laughs> now replaced by the Paramount Network. <laughs> Found that out. And lastly, The Tick gets a second season on Amazon.
2: Okay.
1: Go. Cool. I mean, that all sounds pretty predictable. Yeah, all right. Now, moving on to the deaths. Uh-huh. Uh, first up, Keith Jackson, age 89, ABC sports broadcaster and the anchor of Wide World of Sports. Oh, uh, he was the guy who always went to look at the tape. Yes, right when instant replays uh became a thing, he always wanted to look at the tape. Is he the guy that says the agony of defeat? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> the opening to Wide World of Sports, maybe. <laughs> Uh, Next, we have Jean Porter, (coughs) age 95, actress in Abbott and Costello in Hollywood, Betty Coed, and Cry Danger. We have Huge Wilson, age 74, screenwriter for Police Academy and The First Wives Club. Okay. We also have Dan Gurney, age 86, Hall of Fame racing driver and the team owner of The Eagle Club. Uh, We also have Edwin Hawkins, uh, gospel musician of Oh Happy Day, and a multiple Grammy winner as well. Next, we have Terrence Mash, aged 86, production designer for Dr. Zhivago and The Shawshank Redemption. And lastly, we have Dolores Oriordan. Whoa.
0: Want to try it one more time? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ori Dolores Oriordan. Sure. And,
0: and that I, is of course
1: uh, uh that was of course forty seven. I mean the lead she was the lead singer of
0: the cranberries. Yeah. The song Zombie. That Zombie. Yeah. In my head. Yes. In my head. Or the secret best cranberry song, Linger. But do you have to let it linger? Yes, I do. Do you have
1: to? Apparently. Do you have to Yeah, that's a sad one. Yeah uh especially young 47 yeah so young but that does bring us
0: to billboard and so yeah, it sure does back. speaking of music speaking of music what do we have in Billboard? sadly not the cranberries oh. i wish but we're in 2018 instead so your number one song in the country is still perfect by ed sheeran though i'm gonna note this and i don't know if this is the necessarily new news but this week the perfect that's on this list is the one without Beyonce. I think that is the Making this. me think that Billboard just decided to combine the two. Oh. After weeks of putting specifically the Beyonce duet version on here? I'm guessing that at some point they're like, well, if one of them's just getting like the like a proportionate amount of airplay anyways, let's just call the whole like just this is the single perfect. Okay. So perfect, just by Ed Sheeran, is your number one song still. Number two is still Havana by Camila Cabello. Havana, oh no, Uh, Camila Capello's album also dropped this week, and it's right? all right. Okay. I listened to most of it. I think I got interrupted, like three, two tracks out from the end. But um. So far, you like what you heard, all of it? It's a solid <laughs> pop album. It's a surprising one. She doesn't. She doesn't go for vocal acrobatics. But she also doesn't go into like the what I expected, which was oh, this is just a Rihanna r- record. A lot of she finds a middle spot right in between where it's not too like I'm showing off, and it's not too I'm just so super stoned right now. <laughs> it's like it's such a it's a very unique sound that she's carving for herself, and I think the the title uh, the the not title track but the the first song on that album is going to be a huge single for.
1: Not Havana?
0: And it's not Havana. Havana's also on that album. The Young Thug version. Uh, but but I, th- I think that... The, but it's the self-titled the no, The first song on that record is going to be enormous. And we're, it's I think that's my prediction for one of the biggest songs of this year. Once that gets So the year of Camila Cabela? I think she's going to be huge this year. Okay. That's my prediction. Alright,
1: you heard it here first. Can we look about Goldberg? Yeah, is her
0: gold new superstar. Uh, number three, Finesse by Bruno Mars and Cardi B enters the top five. I wonder if that's about Finesse Mitchell.
1: No, right? no. It's about... Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Fit, fit fitness taco in my mouth.
0: Uh, number four, who Rockstar of a Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. And number five, No Limit by g which is... Who is white, we found out. Yes. Uh, featuring ASAP Rocky and Cardi B. Cardi B. Note that Cardi B is twi- on this list twice. Oh. Which is not the first time this year. Uh, moving on to your Billboard 200 list. Well... If you were expecting a shake-up in the albums, you didn't get one because number one is still The Greatest Showman soundtrack, the second week in a row. Oh, I didn't listen to it this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Two, Divide by Ed Sheeran. Number three, moving up the list because that SNL bump, I guess. gee is The Beautiful and the Damned. <laughs> People figured out he was white and wanted yeah. to listen to it then. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> number four, 24-Karat Magic by Bruno Mars w- moves back into the chart. For some inexplicable reason, it does, doesn't it? And number five, Stony by Post Malone. So I know we're watching. Yeah, we're not Have anything? There's the your Incan as I slowly die. <laughs> All right, so go,
1: go die as I read. What's upcoming <laughs> this weekend? Okay, uh, we have a grave with no name with Passover, Bahamas with earth tones, <laughs> Cadence Weapon with C- Cadence Weapon with self-titled album Cadence Weapon. That's a good name. Charlie
0: Puth, <laughs> with, uh, ah, voice notes. Oh, God. Not voice memos, voice notes. One of the first albums I forced myself to listen to on this very podcast that I didn't want to initially, but it was a major release, was that last Charlie Puth album. I will not be making the same mistake (laughs) twice. You don't want to come full circle? Not be going to bother. You don't want full
1: circle on that? It was that bad. Then how about Fall Out Boy with Mania? (laughs) Okay. Uh, First Aid Kit with Ruins. Glenn Hansard with Between Two Shores. Joe Perry. Joe Perry. With Switzerland Manifesto. <laughs> okay. Kimbra with Primal Heart. Sure. Porches with The House. Oh, porches. The Go team with semicircle. Wow, what? That is Go with an exclamation point. I haven't point. heard about the Go team in years. They've got new music? Uh, the Halfway, they are halfway around making new music. <laughs> that was cool. With semicircle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. Uh, we also have The Shins. With The Worm's Heart, which is actually a reworking of Earthworm. Okay. Uh, we have They Might Be Giants with <laughs> I Like
0: Fun. I'm guessing that would be another of their children's albums. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> which they, don't, they have done several. And lastly, Xylorius White.
1: What? Xylorius White. Okay. As X-Y-lorious. <laughs> sure, sure. White with Mother.
0: Mother? Mother.
1: <laughs> all Done don't right. move on okay to the cream of Eric
0: Clapton disgusting it is isn't it <laughs> I think I think it's called that because he was in the band cream but yes <laughs> keep going what about Eric Clapton anyways
1: Eric Clapton legendary musician has revealed that he's going deaf oh no yep this is due um, partly to his age Uh, But also,
0: uh, he's got tinnitus. Yeah, I would do it. uh, Which causes a high-pitched ringing in his ears. Very common among people who have been musicians all their lives. It's almost like being around loud noises all the time gives you tinnitus or something. What? I don't don't know. (laughs) I'm just just making an uh, educated guess here. (laughs) Uh,
1: Clotin explained (laughs) in an interview that he fully (laughs) intends on uh, continuing to perform. Uh, now, in his 70s, the only thing he is actually concerned about is being able to be proficient. Hmm.
2: Uh,
1: in the same interview, he actually apologized for his racist past and hopes to be able to move forward uh, with his life. Oh, that's good yeah. that he wants to be better. And next we have... Ben, you probably haven't heard of... Uh, Streetlight Manifesto.
0: No, I've definitely heard of Streetlight I Manifesto. I, I know you have. For sure. Most people. They're the ones that are basically they're freaking like we want so badly to be um, shoot, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Springsteen that it like hurts. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on with your story. Anyways. <laughs> uh, the band
1: has spoken out against high surcharges and added fees. Hmm.
0: This story sounds familiar. Yeah, we are getting uh, getting whiffs of something we've
1: smelled before. Yeah. So Ticketmaster <laughs> added a twenty dollars surcharge mm-hmm. to uh their ticket. Guess how much their ticket was worth? I don't know. Twenty five dollars. Oh. Damn. So for when you go to buy a twenty five dollar ticket, you end up paying forty five dollars for said ticket. Yeah. Uh, This resulted in fans complaining and the band having to issue a statement saying, It ain't right! (laughs) Uh, Quote, We had no idea until the tickets went on sale, and it's our position that while ticketing fees are a necessity, are a necessity, are a necessity? Yes, are a (laughs) necessity, and a reality in the live music world, paying almost the full ticket price a second time to some company is completely and utterly insane. Uh, the band is currently looking uh, to where those fees are going, and plan on making it up to those fans who bought a ticket uh, to try and fix the situation.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: basically, yeah. There's, well, there's, there's nothing more to delve into <laughs> this. Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. But, but it's just, I mean, in the, in the in their apology, they did go on to say it's tough when there's when you have a monopoly or a duopoly. Yeah. On live music that you can't get around it.
0: Yeah, especially if you're of a certain, like tier of musician, like they are, where they're pretty much only getting tickets from the big guys.
1: Right, and so it's this sucks. I mean, this is also part of the whole, our whole Ticketmaster is bad. But what else can we do about it? Yeah, it sucks thing. when
0: it's yeah. This is why this is why there are monopoly rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, what's what else you
1: they they to do? Buy tickets and then see them scalped. I know on StubHub. It's a lose lose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the only way to, would be to buy them directly from the band, but yeah. that would mean hiring someone to put out all those tickets and run that website, and that's just money that they can't afford to.
0: Well, whatever out. reason, whatever reason it is, is like all we all they really can do at this point is like put out statements like this, and if more and more more and more bands do stuff like this, maybe someday they'll figure it out. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving
1: on Uh, to Prince okay yep that's right Prince Prince. just because he's dead doesn't mean he still can't have a concert wait what yep (laughs) Prince is having a concert Uh uh-huh the Prince Estate revealed a big screen concert with unreleased material alongside a live band composed of former collaborators and special guests cool Uh, Prince's video likeness will appear on stage April 21st at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, Prince, live on the big screen, is what it's called. Okay. It will take place during a four-day event honoring the memory of Prince who died last year. Tickets will go on sale January 20th through the arena's box office.
0: Okay. That's cool. That's a good idea.
1: A good way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jackson did the "This Is Us"
0: right. Uh, movie. "This Is
1: Us," you mean "This Is It"? "This Is It," <laughs> "This Is Us." I've never heard "This Is Us" <laughs> on NBC. You know, the thing that's
0: been marring my mind lately. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> trying um, to make me cry and not. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this makes sense. I mean, I mean, this is better than hologram prints, which would yeah. have been the other option here. Right. Uh, they
1: still may do hologram prints.
0: They still may do hologram prints. Still,
1: because it is in an arena, they still may do hologram prints. Hologram prints. But for the most part, it's it, they won't. Yeah. All right. And that brings us to our last story of the day. The Grammys. Yeah, what about them? Uh, so, the Recording Academy has announced the 25 songs that have made it into this year's Hall of Fame. All right. Uh, to qualify... A song must be 25 years old and hold significance in the (coughs) recording industry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, First time nominees uh, getting inducted include The Chronic by Dre and I Will Always Love You. I'm sorry. And I. I... Yeah, that that song. Yes. By Whitney Houston. Although not written by. Uh, No, written by Dollar Parton. Yes, correct. But, but the recording...
0: Yes. ...of her singing sure. it. The Whitney Houston version.
1: Yes. Uh, that is turned 25 years old
0: this year. Okay. Or technically last year. But, yeah. What's Whitney Houston's uh, favorite kind of coordination? What? Hand-eye! I... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, so,
1: well, while they are the recent ones, in terms of uh, being eligible. Mm-hmm. We also have probably one of the oldest recordings. Okay.
0: Take a guess at the year. 1909. Older. Eighteen.
1: Eighty one. Older. <laughs> it is, it is the Mary Had a Little Lamb recording. <laughs> uh-huh. By one Thomas Alva Edison uh, back in 1878. 1878. Yep. They finally got around to putting it on the list. <laughs> uh, other highlights include Dream on, Dream
0: on,
1: Space Oddity, Okay. I Heard It Through the Grapevine, okay. and Fight the Power. All right. Uh, the 2018 Grammy Awards will broadcast live at Madison Square Garden.
0: Just saying... That would make a boss playlist. Just those songs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the very little... No, oh, <laughs> the middle there, just to throw you off.
1: <coughs> uh, but yeah, so they'll broadcast uh, live from Madison Square Garden, not Los Angeles, uh, okay. at 7.30 on CBS Sunday, January 28th. Oh, uh, because it's on the East Coast, it's late. Uh, uh, no.
0: That is 7.30 on the East Coast time. Oh, no! So that means four thirty. Yes. So really five. Yeah, because it's probably just. No no no
1: no, no 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 no. The, because they <coughs> run until the eleven o'clock days. Yeah. Because you know it's four hours long. It's always
0: super long. Yeah.
1: Actually, I think they're on the uh, west, the east coast because the NBA, NBA All Star Game. Oh. I think is the same weekend, okay. and that's in LA this year. All right. So that may be why they had to move. Okay yep but that brings us to our final segment uh, let's see where we're running video right games yep uh, vid- games if, uh, I games.
0: have a handful things to
1: talk about yep uh, but first we have new games to release yeah. uh, we have mutant
0: football league for playstation and xbox this of course is the reboot of the classic ea game mutant football league right
1: um i actually am interested in that if i see that in yeah. red box i'm gonna pick it up <laughs> Uh, we also have Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth for the PlayStation, uh, Rento Fortune for the PlayStation, <laughs> The Vanishing of Ethan Carter for hey. Xbox. Okay. Vesta, V-E-S-T-A for Xbox and Switch. Vesta. We also have Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator, and Oh Sir, the Hollywood Roast for the Switch. Ugh. <laughs> we have World to the West on the Switch. Okay. Yep, and uh, that's it. So that, that's all your new releases. Alrighty. Um, coming up in a couple of weeks, we have a little Monster Hunter. Uh,
0: yeah, that's in two the weeks. Twenty sixth. Yes, that's the end of the month. Monster Hunter Worlds. Yes,
1: and if you want to play this on the PlayStation, good news, you can get a PS Four Pro Monster Hunter version. Cool. Uh, for the low, low price of $9.99? 99? <laughs> 99? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, four forty nine, <laughs> four fifty. Because the <laughs> ORI PlayStation will be doing is also selling it, selling the Glacier White version. Okay. However, both of them will be exclusive to Xbox or er, that Xbox. Just put GameStop. Okay. So, if you go to a GameStop, you can pick up either the Glacier White PS4 Pro or the Monster Hunter PS4 Pro. Cool. Um, the Glacier White will, of course, be $3.99, while the Monster Hunter will be $50 more for the game. Yeah. Uh, but both will be limited edition. Or, you know, until supplies run out. So, let's get to our uh, gaming news with Nintendo. Because oh, yeah. they had t- not one, <coughs> but two big announcements. <coughs> This past week. It did. Uh, so, first up, we have the Nintendo Direct that happened, where we got information on a Dark Souls remastered.
0: We talked about this last week. Uh, the, the Nintendo Direct? Yes. We did? Yes, we did. I don't remember this. We totally did. I, I think you mentioned it at the very end. We went through every single bit. I didn't. Yes, we did. No, we did. We 100 did. I don't think we did. we talked about the Dark Souls. We talked about the Kirby game. No, we one. talked this off podcast. Is it off the podcast? We talked about this off podcast. I swear we did. It, yeah. I
1: swear we talked about off, off podcast because the because the thing didn't happen until Thursday. Oh, this
0: has been a long week.
1: Because <laughs> the, the t- direct didn't happen until Thursday uh, after we podcasted. Yeah, maybe you're right then. Uh, so yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, bro. So well, shit, just, then. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about that. No. Uh, other, uh, games include DK Tropical Country Freeze.
0: Wait, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yes. Is the name of that game.
1: The uh, <laughs> Country Tropical Freeze.
0: Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Yes,
1: That's what I said. Yeah, what'd I say? Donkey Kong Tropical Country <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of Donkey Kong, he joins the Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom game. Yeah. In DLC. Uh, Luigi Update. Uh, sorry, you get to play as Luigi in an update for Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. Yeah, as a reskin, New Game Plus type thing. Uh, but, the big news, we get a port of Hyrule Warriors from the Wii U. Yeah. Yay. No. But we also Not. get a, a new Mario Tennis, which
0: may be a reason to pick up the Switch. That is exciting. Yes. Not only is it a brand new Mario Tennis. There's a story mode. There's going to be a single player story mode. Which is exciting, because that's something they used to only do for the handheld ones. Yep. So, that's awesome. Uh,
1: Switch owners will also get a port of The World Ends With You, Final Remix.
0: Which is a really underrated game. I loved it back on the DS. Oh, yes. Have you played this? I've not played it. You would this love all, this but game. yes.
1: It's the Kingdom Hearts team. I know, so I know it's the Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, team. you would love this I, game. I know it's the Kingdom Hearts team, because the
0: guy, uh, yes. Neko... Appears in Kingdom Hearts Three. It's yes. It's kind of a shared universe now. Yeah, and it's 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 designed by and uh, Nomura. Yep, and it's like yeah, it's very up your alley. Um, it's it, this yeah, this is a remaster of that game. Right. I <laughs> it, well,
1: because this was a uh, Game Boy Advance. It was DS yes. game originally,
0: and the yes. DS version is still the only version to actually have. The way the game battle system worked is that you had to watch the top and the bottom screens at the same time. Right. Because you would control what's happening on the top screen with the control pad and on the bottom screen with the stylus at the same time. I know. It was insane. Uh, Later adaptations of the game, like ports to phones and stuff, would remove that layer to it and just make it a little easier.
1: Right, they just do the stylus at the bottom, I think. But yeah, so this version will
0: probably be the same. So, yeah. Still, nonetheless, a really cool game. Those are really cool characters. And it's, I guess, for you King Hearts completionists, it tells you there's those characters' stories. Yeah. Uh, also, Pokemon Tournament will get two new
1: characters <laughs> and two new DLC, two yeah. new small characters. So we get Aegislash as a playable character. Which I thought already happened, but maybe I would seen, like, footage of. Uh, I think that was the announcement that, hey, we're going to put yeah. him in at some point. Maybe. But this is the official uh, one. So that'll be A-slash, but we get Mega Rayquaza and, and Mimikyu. Mimikyu. Uh, those will be two supports for the first uh, batch. Yeah. But the second batch is where it hits home. <laughs> as we have Blastoise, Blastoise as a playable character with support characters Mew and Celebi. Cool.
0: i am seeing that they're doing a uh, gen- little generational thing there. Yeah. Although, that doesn't make sense for the first group. But it does make sense for the second group. Requeza, Mega request and Mimikyu? Yeah, because... Yeah, those, and Age like, Slash? Well, look, I guess it look. doesn't really make sense for the second group either, because Zelda is technically second gen. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not talking any, any logic here. <laughs> Alright. But, that's not the only news Nintendo had this past week, because as of,
1: like, a couple hours ago, <coughs>
0: yeah.
1: Nintendo released Nintendo Cardboard.
0: Oh, no. Well, I know. Lubo? Is that what that's called? Yeah. So, uh, hang on, my Lubo... Finger appears to be cardboard-based accessory and presumably a game that goes with the cardboard accessory for your Switch where you can fold... Labo. It's Labo. Labo, sorry. Uh, Labo. It, it seems like you can fold and make, like, craft projects, sort of, with these, like, kits of... Um, this kit, I guess singular, of uh, cardboard and that attaches to your switch and or joy cons in ways where you play games with it mm-hmm. and so this video they put out a, like a two and a half minute video today that broke down a lot of the use cases and it looked like there's one bit where a kid was wearing the entire lubo construction on his back like a backpack with tethers so he was like acting like a, a robot and in the game he was a robot and there was stuff like a piano that could be played by placing the Joy-Cons on either side of the, the, the construction that you made. There was a, even a thing where like it, you made a toy bird and you would interact with the toy bird. It's insane. Like Nintendo is basically making a toy for the Switch. But it's also a video game. But it's also construction set. It's it's weird for Nintendo to do something like this. It's such an anti it's such a Nintendo move because it's so anti what literally everyone else in the industry is doing right now. Yeah. Like my Sony and Microsoft are having an arms race to see who could get to VR four K and VR. And Nintendo's over here being like, eh. That's actually this comment I just read. Play right with now. this box. VR, future video games, <laughs> Nintendo. Cardboard. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 such a Nintendo move. But yes. it's cool and it could potentially be something really creative and if the game's good it could be a really cool thing. Yeah.
1: It's it's, it's interesting to see what Nintendo thinks people want to buy or,
0: or or they don't think I don't even think that's even a conversation they have anymore. It's just hey, what's something cool we can yeah, do? Yeah, I think since they we they're just what do we like? What do people want that they don't know that they want yet. Right. And they put it out and people love it. So, yeah. Well, except for the Wii U. <laughs> but we're not talking about that.
1: No. So, yeah. But that yeah. seems cool. So, Nintendo. Uh, once again,
0: knocking it out of the park. Good job. So far. So I it's not out. We the, don't know what it actually does. I know, but hype on it is... Yeah. People are freaking out. Yeah. People are weirded out and freaking of out. Of course, this follows the announcement that Wii is now the fastest video... Uh, Switch. Selling, sorry. The Wii. Switch. Switch is now the fastest... Selling video game system Nintendo has ever made.
1: Yes, uh, last reported I saw it sold two million units in Japan alone. So it is outpacing the Wii, which was originally which the had set the record. Yes. So
0: yeah, the fact that it is outpacing the Wii already, not even a year Might into have its been life full cycle. Full year into the life cycle. This, this will, that's March. This could be your top-selling video game console. Until Nintendo makes the next thing. Second to the PS2. (laughs) Which is weird to say, because (laughs) in a recent
1: interview, Nintendo said that they intended the Switch to be a lifelong console. Yeah. Or have a long-lasting life. It might. I could totally see it. Saying as, the Wii lasted seven years?
0: Yeah, the Wii had, had the benefit of the fact that the other two console manufacturers also dragged their feet about a... A new console. Yeah, if you recall that that generation was forever. The generation lasted so much longer. The PS two, three hundred and sure yeah. sixty. And yeah, three hundred and sixty. Yeah, they lasted 10, at least ten years. Three hundred and sixty PS three. Wii was like, freaking seven, eight years.
1: To To be fair, I mean, they were still making games for the PS two up till like three years ago.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think that it could have a long tail. It all depends on where the market is like if the market stays around with the Switch then they have a chance but if the same thing happened with the Wii where there's a huge drop off three years in then who knows right so we'll see
1: we'll see content is the big thing
0: yes is can Nintendo
1: keep producing content people want can they
0: keep making good games can they keep convincing third parties to make games for them right because right now they've hit a sweet spot where people are making games for the Switch if that goes away who knows we'll see <coughs> or
1: they just do something like Mario Maker. Where we make our own games.
0: Well, yeah, that's every Nintendo system. They're still gonna <laughs> make their own games. But, yeah. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, chances are they we might even see a sequel to Mario Maker. Yep. I would, I would like that.
1: All right, nice. Right. So uh, let's move on then to Overwatch and Blizzard. Yeah. So this so last week the Overwatch League officially got underway. Yeah. Up here in LA, Burbank area, with a new stadium. Uh, 450 capacity stadium, and they even got ESPN to cover it. Damn. Yeah. Big dogs. So, yeah. I I don't know how much bigger they're going to be, but yeah, big dogs. (laughs) (laughs) For now. For now. Um, uh, During which they announced that Twitch will be the exclusive place to watch the Overwatch League. Okay. Uh, At least for the first two seasons. Until one, they get a stadium set up across um, across America. Uh, as we reported previously, uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft has expressed interest, and I think he actually bought a team as well. Uh, but has purchased one one team in the Overwatch League, uh, but two. Uh, where do my notes go here? Oh yeah. Uh, Two, this will be played on a weekly basis, uh, since all teams have to stay in L.A. in order to compete. Uh Um, They're doing well, so far. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Uh, The first match uh, happened, and they hit 400,000 consecutive viewers on Twitch, which is able to withstand it, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, good for Overwatch. Uh, We'll see where you go, and if you're able to keep this momentum we're going to keep an eye on this. I mean, I'm not a big, huge Overwatch fan. I don't think yeah. you are either. No. But the fact that Esports is being covered by ESPN, it's and getting, yeah. getting bigger, the fact that we're going to have arenas built for
0: it. It's getting to the point. It's getting there. Yeah. Alright, All right. what else? Moving on uh, to, once again,
1: talking about player unknown Battlegrounds. What about Plus it? Plus G. Be? So, uh, this... Uh, so, uh, this earlier this month, uh, PUBG went global by opening stores to China.
2: Huh.
1: This week, they closed those stores to China. Oh, <laughs> shit, that was fast. Because uh, players in China are cheating. You don't say. And now the community had called for a region lock mm-hmm. in order uh, for competition to be fair. <laughs> uh, yep, and keep it fair and playable. Player un- the PlayerUnknown's uh, company confirms... That they have actively started working on a ping locking system. Why does they keep rising up for uh, <laughs> for uh, players in <laughs> China? Uh, and uh, not only just for the country, but for cheaters in general. Okay. Uh, the Chinese company Tencent has helped Chinese police arrest 120 PUBG cheat creators. Wow. Uh, this was uh, in a massive raid this past week uh, as they were as the 120 uh, creators uh, were in 30 different cases of cheating uh, in China Uh, these advantages uh, ranged from x-ray vision to auto targeting to a bird's eye view of the map Uh, those convicted of cheating in China in the past have actually done Jail time. <laughs> wow. Significant jail
0: time. Damn. For cheating in a video game. They take their cheating seriously. Yeah. So uh um, Man, so many thirteen year old boys would be in jail over here
1: if that was the law. I know.
0: <laughs>
1: well, first let's get swatting illegal and then we'll worry yeah, okay, about they're actual they're cheaters. Telling me. Alright. Alright. So we're kind of running a little bit late, but let's uh do still it, a fuss. Our I know. But Last story is real quick. Real wrap-up. Yeah, Real wrap-up from last week. uh, uh, Sorry, Amazing Games done quick. Awesome Games done quick. Yeah,
0: we were at the first time.
1: Yes, Awesome Games done quick Uh, concluded on Sunday with a grand total (laughs) uh, of $2.3 million to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Which was a new record. Yes. Uh, This included a maximum, uh, a highest donation of $108,000 by one person. Mm. Uh, the average donation was, of $51. Uh, there were 44,000 donations that came in during 154 speedruns, and over 150 prizes were given out. Uh, the next speedrun will be the first week of July for Summer Games Done Quick, which will benefit Doctors Without Borders. Again? Yeah, those are the same, too. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. That
0: brings us to our last segment here. Uh, before we jump into the big thoughts, I have a small thought. Well, what would you like to think about I played it? a different game this, this this week that's not the one you're going to talk about. It's not? I got a new game. You got a new phone game? No, you're close though. It might as well be a phone game. It's just not on phones yet. Yeah. I've been playing Shadow Hand. This have you heard of this? Is this any relation to Ninja Turtles? No, it's not. Shadow Hand is a solitaire game.
1: No way! It should not surprise (laughs) you at all. It doesn't
0: surprise me at all. But the kind of solitaire game is actually kind of of different. Are you playing this on your iPad? No, this is a computer game. This is on Steam. Okay. So it's on Steam. It's on uh, PC and Mac. Um, So I'm playing it on my Mac. Um, This is the follow-up. To a game called Regency Solitaire, which came out a couple years ago that I also played to death. It's a combination... This game, just like the last game, is a combination of Solitaire game and, I guess, for lack of a better term, visual novel. It tells a story, but in between the bits of story that you hear, you play Solitaire. Okay. Okay. And it's the kind of solitaire that get uh, does. It's like the right. Peaks kind of uh, escalating numbers solitaire. So Regency Solitaire was just that. It was just basic like, games of that with the stor- story mode. And there was like power-ups you could do. This one takes it in a further step, adds a little solitaireca sauce into it, where there are now duels. So mm-hmm. there's competitive solitaire. But it doesn't stop there. There's also leveling up attributes. Yes. There is gear. Yes. There's loot. Yes. There's buy things buying buy things in shops. Your character actually wears the clothes that you put on her. Yes. Or him. <laughs> what? Or him. Or no, no. no, no. It is it's... you don't get to create a character. Oh. It is a story about a like a well-to-do, like society woman in like the 1900s who goes out one night in seek of her companion who is female uh, and gets basically uh, their coachman gets shot and so uh, after some things happen uh, she decides to live a double life as a thief and like so when does she play solitaire (coughs) that's how she battles so, for example, if you get approached in the woods by a guy, you go into duel mode, and then and the screen flashes and then the yeah, then you have your turn is kind of like Solitarica, is however many cards you can eliminate. The more cards you eliminate, the more points go to your weapons. Oh,
1: okay. And then you so can, you all share the same board, but you your yeah, you share the same board, but is, okay. your turn
0: gives you weapon power. <laughs> God, this is so hard to talk. Um, so, yeah, and um, so it mixes in these duels with the traditional just solve this board. And it goes back and forth between them. And there's, yeah, so far it's like pretty cool. Like the story is, you know, it's, it's what you expected to be. It's not the highlight here. No. But it's fun. But it, it's you like, like the gameplay. It's a lot of fun. And I really like, I, I loved salt, uh, Regency's Alter their last game, but this time they were just like, how can we make this like so addictive that you can't stop? and they did it nice I can't stop playing this this thing so yeah it's pretty good so that's my recommendation of the week but is <laughs> it is it free? <coughs> no it's $15 okay that's the catch is it's kind of a big buy in if you're not super on board as much as I was uh, but yeah $15 on Steam go seek it out if that sounds appealing to you go seek it out? go seek it out okay also go seek it out why not Alright, but that's not what all we played this week. No. But because my voice is dying, I'm going to let you take this one. Okay. <laughs>
1: so, uh, because this one game appeared on so many top 10 lists at the end of the year, and some people talked about it as a contender for Game of the Year, mm-hmm. we figured okay, there must be something to this near automata that yeah. I'm missing because <laughs> it's a Japanese RPG. Yes. Uh, about robots in a post apocalyptic future and that is the basic premise of the story. The interesting part about this comes in a, in the gameplay and the story because it delves so much and leaves so much within it that it makes you want more and makes you constantly play the game and find out more the problem is that there are 26 different endings. <laughs> and I know this because they do it by letters. Yeah. So you have A, B, C, and all the way to Z, depending on what you do in, throughout the game and when you die throughout the game, as I realized uh, during the while playing it, that if you die too early, then you get an ending. Or if you die... Like, during a major battle. This ending happens. Major battle. (laughs) And if you die, like... If you die during side quests, they just like, oh, you just died and then things happen. Like, you weren't able to complete the mission. But because there's, like, so many different endings, it makes you constantly want to play the game to try and find them all. But at the same time, you don't want to continuously die? (laughs) Because you're trying to, like, get to, like, the the true endings. And also trying to discover... All of the secrets that every game has, that that that, that, that the, the game is trying to tell you, because as anything I learned about playing uh, Japanese RPG games is, don't trust anything they tell you. <laughs> like at all, it's very, it's very much of them, and there's also a whole lot of biblical elements throughout this game. There's literally an Adam and Eve. They talk okay. about the Bible. They talk about starting over. Uh, like, uh, like, do our androids people are they human? What makes them human? What makes androids different from robots? What if a robot gains sentience? Does that make it an android? Can a <laughs> robot or can a robot or android have emotion, feeling? Can they be
0: horny? Thought horny? Are they babies? <laughs> do they make kids? <laughs> uh, does that does the little sister ever find out how to make babies? Oh, no, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, well, because at one point you come across a whole, all like you come across this big ditch, and just there's all these robots are there just, uh, just like humping each other, <laughs> they're just banging it out. But because the robots, you're looking at them like, <laughs> what were what they doing? <laughs> they know no good comes out of this, right? Yeah, yeah. but because they're following a uh, human <laughs> yeah. uh, knowledge, they want to be humans they're trying to be human, they're following human knowledge, and this is what humans did. They don't know that that's how, like, babies come from. They just know that this is what humans did, so we're going to do it as well. One of the amazing things about this
0: game is is that there is a literal video game coming out later this year, presumably called Detroit Become Human. Yes. And I feel like that this game is doing a way better job of anything that that game could potentially do yeah. of addressing that theme, of become like what it means to be or not to be a human.
1: Right, and that's one of the big things about this game. That that's actually a big reason why people are constantly like praising this game is yeah. because this game walks a very thin line of, okay, you're an android. We know you're an android, but because I'm a human playing it, I Influence myself with <laughs> human emotions into it? And should that also influence how my character is played and like what I think and what I yeah. do? Even though that's not necessarily like what
0: they should do?
1: So it's very high, it's a very
0: high content. It's a very Japanese yeah, game. Yeah. But I feel like it does it in a way that's not overly convoluted. Oh, yeah. Like at no point did I have the Kingdom Hearts problem. The Kingdom Hearts problem is like, wait, what the what is going on who's that guy what I thought we were doing this and now who are these people it has none of that oh it has that you yeah. just have to come across yet sure but you get what I'm saying though like not to that crazy extent uh, yes that's
1: that crazy extent to where you have to like read the hidden notes no. that you collect yeah.
0: or to get the full story it seems like that the, it trusts the audience enough to understand like okay you can follow along with us and get the gist of this if there's questions that you have well guess what there's, like, a billion other endings, and all your questions will eventually be answered. Well, that's
1: the thing. Uh, that's also the thing about this game, is that
0: yeah. I've yet to reach the true ending of this game. <laughs> there's no true ending. From what I understand, is that all of it tells, like, the whole story. Yeah. And it's there's no necessarily... Well, no. that's the thing, like, is that
1: I've, I've, I've yet to hit that ending. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently that's... in the second playthrough. Apparently, you need to go through this game three times in order to
0: find the true... To get to the... Yeah, that ending.
1: So you get to, like, that... The final... Bit. The like final the finality
0: where it feels like, okay, this is when they actually want me to stop playing.
1: Right, right. The part you get to before you say, okay, now I have to go back and try and find all the other endings and find uh, find all the other pieces of the game. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I played a bit of it, too. I I, I enjoyed... Uh, the, the combat's a little repetitive, but, you know... Yeah, yeah it's, 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 a, it's pretty much a hack-and-slash, the first
1: playthrough... I like the second playthrough a lot more because, one, it accesses, like, a lot more of the open world story. Yeah, and you get the hacking And you get the games, hacking
0: ability. kind of looks like they add a little bit more variety. Yeah.
1: And, well, it actually adds a, <laughs> a lot a lot more to the combat system because you can hack the enemies, which takes out a whole lot more life than just yeah. straight up fighting. Which, if I would have known that, I would have saved several of these enemies until,
0: like, I had the hacking ability, so to like knock them out. I hate to make a terrible <laughs> robot joke. Yeah. But there's more to be, more than meets the eye in this game. Oh, yeah. So I feel the, the, like a lot of people are going to bounce off of it because they only play the first part. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, I've played a billion of these Japanese games, you know, action RPGs. This play's like, just all of them. I'm not going to stay through. When, like, it, it takes you until, like, hour two to really get into, like, oh, wait, no, this is doing something else. This yes. is doing something different. Now it's an open world game uh, of sorts, and now I'm talking to these people and now there's world building and it's such a different game after that and it just seems like it just continues being more Yes, for the
1: most part I've had more fun on the Earth than I have on the uh, space station that it provides, but that being (laughs) said, a lot more of mystery is with the space station and I feel like... The bunker? the, The bunker and I feel like I, there's not a whole lot to explore up there. What I have explored isn't telling me a whole story.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, like, eventually, I want to get to the ending here and to experience it. But it's... No, no, no but, There's no butt to this game. It's just a really good game. <laughs> yeah. Like I see why a lot of these people are putting this... Um, that being said, I would put this as number five on my top list, uh, just donking off uh, Disc Jam just to make room.
0: Yeah, I think I feel like yeah. If, if we had played this last year proper, yeah, I do think it would have probably been on both of our top fives. Yeah, uh, this yeah,
1: but this game is definitely. It's not the best game, uh, because of the combat. But it does. But it does things. It does a lot of story elements yeah. right that make definitely make up for it and definitely elevates the Which game. Which
0: sounds like the same argument we made for Wolfenstein. Yeah, they're very similar when you think about it. Yeah, except they're not similar at all. No, one's a <laughs> one's a sugar, one's a hack and slash. One's about like they couldn't be more different with what you're actually doing and the story that it's telling. Yeah, but in the way that they are balanced by so-so gameplay with insane story is similar. Mm-hmm. It's 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 such a weird weird thing that both of those games came out the same year, but here we are.
1: Yep. I mean, there's a reason like both those games were uh, were up for yeah. um, Game of the Year. Same with um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I would still put as my number one. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, it's just it's <laughs> amazing what storytelling can do with video games yeah. and how far we've come with it. Uh, it's it's elevating and
0: refreshing. Yeah. And it these games definitely make you think. Yeah, we're getting to the point with storytelling in games where it's not just we're gonna tell a real quick story and get in and get out. It's it's being more like no, we're gonna like actually address themes. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody refer used this game as an example late last year of the like the trend of auteur games. How more and more uh, games uh, are being led by a single like person with a vision. Uh, the guy behind the Nier series is this guy named Yoko Taro. Who is kind of this eccentric dude yeah. who always you know the the, the, the big moon hat that uh, the strange uh, resistance woman is wearing yeah he wears that oh in all public appearances what? he wears that on his head he does not appear without it okay yes that is the man who made this game uh, you kind of getting why this game uh, is as weird as it is yes because he's just a genuine like he's a guy who just this is genuinely what's on his mind This is the thing he wants to make a game about. Right, is you know thinking about life and what it means, and it's just that kind of that kind of dude. Yeah, and so yeah, they're talking about like how it's this and and a lot of Wolfenstein and like we're getting to the point where where games are so like like these big emotional games are driven by a real singular vision behind them, and that's really cool. That's something that games it took a while for games to get, whereas movies have been there for decades.
1: Right, well that's because you know games have been seen as entertainment yeah whereas now we're getting into more cerebral uh, in terms of like
0: just like film we saw we're seeing the more artsy experimental movements in games affect mainstream games yes it's just it's taken a long time for it to get there Mm -hmm. but we're finally seeing like in the 2000s all the like the indie game scene now directly affecting what we're getting in AAA which is oh also
1: one of the Big things about this game is that it switches constantly. Yeah. From three D
0: to side scroller. <coughs> it's side scroller sometimes. It's a top down yes. game sometimes. It's a open world third person game sometimes. It's, it says a lot. There's a lot in it's a this puzzle game. game. Sometimes. Yeah. It's there's yeah. a lot in this
1: game. There's a lot and there's a lot to take from this game for sure. Uh, this is not something you can just, like, blow through in a half hour. Yeah. This is definitely something that you got to sink your time into.
0: Alright, so I think we talked that one to death, yep. and I think I've talked myself to death. So I think you I have. have. Uh, let's wrap this up. Alright, so, if you've liked us, and you want to see
1: more of us, we, you can. What
0: do you know? Um, uh,
1: we have a Facebook account, where you can, uh, tell where we're going live when we put new stories on our website. We've got a website, Media Podcast. Dot com. that's True. Uh, go there. We put up news stories daily. Uh, we put up uh, box
0: office releases. Well, maybe not so far this week. Oh yeah. Uh, since I'm a little under the weather, I have not had the drive to do it. But right. But next um, week there will be. We'll be back to daily news stories. Yes. Yeah, so we'll do
1: news stories. Uh, we had a Black Panther hype video. We help yeah. Came out uh, for Martin Luther King Day.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, we're gonna have more stories. I think I'm gonna put that um, Europa story that I didn't get to. Uh, up on the website as well. Yeah. well. put several of these stories on the website <laughs> for you to take a look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, MediaBoatCast, uh, we are there. Uh, that's a good source of when we go live, not only for this, but also for video games. We stream on Twitch as well. Uh, in addition to doing our cast on YouTube, we stream video games uh, on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, we you can see us uh, streaming near uh, Automata, as well as we did uh, some Jackbox with some friends. And we did some football. And we did some football as well. Yeah, watch me games to some football this weekend, probably because yeah. of the yeah. uh, championship games. Um, not only that, Although, but if you want, we did those
0: games, but okay.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no the, the championship games. Yeah, I thought we did them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll do more <laughs> of that if you want to help us out and give us some money. Uh, we can really use it. We have a Patreon set up just uh search for video podcast on patreon if you want to donate to us as little as a dollar uh we are on itunes we are on podbean if you want to uh that's our hosting site if you want to follow us there um or just follow us from our website when we put stories up Of when we go live catch all of our previous uh broadcasts
0: catch all of our thoughts there and i think we're done I think so, too. So, yeah. We'll be back next week. Yep. We'll more be back next podcast. week.
1: We'll have our thoughts on probably Paddington. maybe? <laughs> it's got 100%, so I may go see it. Okay. Uh, we'll have our thoughts on uh, the assassination of Gianna Versace. Versace. Uh, Versace Versace. <laughs> uh, we'll have a couple more thoughts. All righty. Available for you next week. As long as any of the top stories that hit uh,
0: the media about Airways. Sounds good. See you guys next all week. Alright,
1: we're he's gonna be sick and actually next week will be my last podcast. And not ever. No, no, no. <laughs> and with this voice. Yes. Well more about that next week. Alright bye. Alright bye. bye.